All right, then. Oh, I love you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast with Bruce Moore and everybody else on the program. Thank you for having Wall Dan Razor. He's a fucking legend. Recording, Dan. How are you, man? Finally, all got right you. then. Finally, got you over here. How you doing, man? Well, I, I can't say I can't really complain. You're over with it. Where are you at? You're in like uh, Australia somewhere, right? Yeah, Queensland to be exact. So I think it's a whole different day at this point, right? Oh yeah, pretty much. In fact, you could say. Um, Australia is pretty much a day ahead of the United States. That's so funny. So we're talking to you now, and it's the 28th, like wee hours of the morning, yeah. right? Yeah, when you think about it, it's pretty much like time travel. <laughs> it is pretty much like time travel. <laughs> I want to thank you for taking the time to stay up this late. I know uh, we're all screwed up, and we've been trying to get you on. So, so tell us a little bit. Think of it as. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Wild Dan. Well, how would I start to describe myself? Well, I guess it would have to do with my my father got me into a lot of good music, him being a DJ by night. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the first um the first band he actually got me into was believe it or not, the Beatles of all of all bands, and uh, it just evolved from there. Nice. So, what kind of music are you? Uh... I know you're a metalhead, but what do you listen to? Like, uh, what are your favorite go-tos? Like your top three? Well, if I had to pick a top three, it would have the heavy metal would definitely be right there at the top. And there's no favoritism here. There's definitely no bias. Right. But I do have heavy metal at number one, hard rock, and shock rock. Shock rock. So you're talking like Wednesday 13 and Guar, that kind of stuff? Well, more like Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, and a bit of Wasp. Oh, my God. I grew up on Wasp. So I'm I'm probably dating myself. Oh, yeah. But I saw them first record, Fuck Like a Beast, at a little club in New York City back in like 83. I fucking love that album. I really do. Yeah, it's great. So if you were stranded on a desert island, Dan, and you could have heavy metal... And something else, what would it be? Well, if I had to pick something, it would probably be a coin toss between punk rock and Pink Floyd. See, I think Pink Floyd I'd have to go with too because you kind of have to, at the end of the day, when you're cracking coconuts and, you know, making a thatch hut, you don't want to be thrashing around, right? So you need something a little chill. No way. So yeah, you definitely need to be chill if you're on a desert island. In <laughs> fact, you, you could say you, if you could, you could say, mate, if you're on a desert island and all you have is Pink Floyd, you could say you're comfortably numb. Yes, Dan, I love the reference. Awesome, you are great. So listen, yeah, but, let's stay with the desert oh, island. Mate. Let's stay with the desert island thing for a second, and then we'll get into uh, your voiceovers and all that other stuff. But you're on a desert island, okay? You've all right. Top three records. You got to pick three records that you got to listen to for eternity. All right, that'll be easy. All right, I think I'd start with Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Nice choice. And uh, let's see, what else? What else? Deep uh, Purple in Rock. And uh, 
the very first Led Zeppelin album, the one with communication breakdown on it. Oh, yeah, nice. So for me, I think it would be Diary of a Madman. Ooh, good choice. And then maybe, um, shit, I can't think of the name of it now. Queensryche, uh, god damn, why can't I think of it? What's the epic? With Eyes of a Stranger. Mm-hmm. And, what the hell's the name of that record? Uh, well, I'm drawing a blank, no, Dan. What I, I, don't, I can't be expected to know them all. Dan, you should know them all. It's the, uh, god damn it, I can't remember. can't believe I can. Operation Mindcrime, thank you. Ah, uh, can't say I've actually heard that, I'm not ashamed to admit. All right, well, then I'd go with maybe a Pink Floyd record, maybe like Dark Side of the Moon or something, so when I want to chill out and, and do my thing, you know, like we talked about, that'd be great. Ooh, very good album. So, Dan, I know you've done voiceovers, and you've sent us some great voiceovers, and Rena and I really appreciate it, but uh, how did you get into that, and what do you do with it? Are you doing that as a, like a part-time gig, or is it just for fun? Well, I'd say it's really more for fun, but I really would like to, you know, do it for, um, get a bit of money on the side, you know? Yeah. How did you get into doing that? Well, ever since, even as a young boy, I mean, I always watched cartoons, Disney, and I always, I always realized that when I was at that age, I could really do a lot of voices, and I figured that I can still do that today. So I figured maybe I can do something with that. Nice, because I know the the voices you did for us were pretty fantastic. And I guess if anybody out there is listening and looking for voiceover work and impersonations, Wild Dan the Man is your guy. But have you done them for any other like movie projects or anything else besides us? Not exactly. The, The thing is, I'm still kind of a bit of a rookie to this as far as the business side of thing goes. Right. Hey, do you hear those birds? Where I think my house is infested with birds. Do you hear that? What kind of birds you got? <laughs> I don't know. Do you hear that in the background? I don't know where that's Can't coming from. Can't say I do, Mike. Oh, good. So then it's not coming all the way through. Hang on. Let me try and gate them out. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to try and gate that out because all, all of a sudden I hear tons of birds. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. All right. It doesn't sound cut off. Can you say that again? It doesn't sound cut off. We're good? Yeah, we're all good. Nothing's cut off. Okay, great. So, if you, um, you've grown up a metalhead, you said your dad got you into metal, how are you dealing without shows now? I assume you used to go to shows, right? Yeah, I'm, I've always been a concert goer. I mean, I've seen Black Sabbath twice, both times with the old man, and I've seen Alice Cooper about live four times. I even met him the first time. Oh, really? What was he like? Yeah, and I've got the picture to prove it. <laughs> was he there's nice? Me, there's me, and there's, and there's Alice. Oh, look at that. Was he nice? Oh, very down to earth. In fact, 10 years ago, I was 18, so I guess you could say at that show, <laughs> I'm 18 and I like it. Dan, you're full of the puns today. I love it. <laughs> How did you hook up with Jeremy? Well, How do you know Jeremy? Well, turns out I've got a lot of support workers who help me out with um, a lot of things that I have trouble with. Mm-hmm. And turns out one of my support workers knew Jeremy. And I figured that since Jeremy knows a lot about music and actually can record a lot of stuff, 
Well, I figured this could be um, this could be my big break. Right. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't so know. I just, Sorry. I, I kind of decided that if, if Jeremy can help me get my recording done and help me write my own music, then I'm definitely going places. That, that much I do know. Right. So what do, do you play an instrument or are you a singer and, or all of it? Just a singer, Mike. And you write your own stuff? Have you started writing already? Yeah, in fact, I've got one right now that's uh, currently in the process of, you know, looking for someone who can help me write the music notes. I can write the lyrics, but I have trouble writing the music notes. Basically, I'm looking for someone to be the Bernie Taupin to my Elton John. Look at you. You go. What kind of music is it? Is it, is it metal or is it... Uh... It's, um, it's uh, how would I describe it? It's kind of like, um, kind of like a bit of a wasp tune. Oh, nice. Is yeah, it, with my own special flair to it. Not shock rock, though, right? No, uh, no saw blades and no fuck like a beast. Well, well, it's gonna have. Okay, if I had to put it to the stage, it would definitely have some some women on crucifixes. That's for sure. <laughs> Dan, you crack me up. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, the song is well, it's all about a brothel, really. Oh, nice, a nice family song. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't say it's a family song, but hey, that's what Shock Rock's for, isn't right. it? Hey, do you have, a, I don't know what you guys have in Australia. Do you have Amazon uh, Prime TV? Yeah, we have Amazon. The only problem is I don't exactly trust online shopping all that much because I don't want to be taken for a sap. Yeah, no, no, I meant for the TV portion. Do you have like Amazon TV where you can watch their shows? No, but I do have, um, but I do have other ways of, you know, getting to con- watching concerts. The reason- basically, um, I, I, I basically I kind of um, put my room to be look. If, how do I word this? I'm getting ahead of myself. The point is, I made my room look like a light show, a kind of a concert at night. Mm-hmm. So whenever I feel like I want to listen to a concert from the past, like say Black Sabbath in 1970 or Pink Floyd Pulse concert 1994. Then I just go onto YouTube, hook my computer up to the HDMI, and well, the HDMI goes to the other to the other one, the TV. Right. And I just take it from there, and I have pretty much have a good time. Nice. The reason I asked that though is I just watched this documentary two nights ago on Chris Holmes. Remember Chris Holmes from Wasp? He was the guitarist. Oh yeah. In fact, wasn't he one of the original members? Yeah. I guess he's now he's sober for 20 years and now he lives in France and he's trying to make a comeback. And it's a really interesting documentary. It's called Mean Man, if you can find it. Ah, Mean Man, after one of what songs? Yeah, exactly right. I think it's one of the ones he wrote. But it's actually a really good documentary. And at some point I feel bad for him because I guess he got kind of uh, swindled in the money. The short end of the stick. Yeah, he didn't get much of his publishing. So he's kind of living like in hostels in France or something and trying to make Man, a comeback. That, that's, that's pretty rough. It is, especially since I was a fan like way back, you know, in eight, in the early 80s. So, mm. um, uh, You know, it's not just um, shock rock and heavy metal and punk rock and prog rock that I like. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't exactly call myself a rocker if I don't expand my horizon. Sure. So give us yeah, a- so basically, uh, basically, there's um, there's this one fella my dad introduced me to, a bloke called Warren Zevon. Oh yeah, 
a blues guy, right? Yeah, more of a, a classic rock, really. Okay. He's really, um, yeah. I've heard what it. I really can't stand, yeah, really what I, what I really can't stand here in Australia is that whenever I ask people, do you know Warren Zevon, they say no. And when I point out, you ever heard the werewolves of London? That's him. Right. What really, what, yeah, but what really ticks me off is that here in Australia, that's all the people here know him for. Oh, really? See, I got to be honest, Dan. Yeah. I got to be honest, and you might get mad at me here, but I know the name and I know that song, but I don't know that I uh, know anything else he's done. It's a real shame, isn't it? Because honestly, it just doesn't. It, I mean, he's worked with Springsteen, Linda, uh, Linda Ronstadt, right. Neil Young, the Eagles. He's worked, he's worked with everybody. I'll have to check him out when I get out of here. But let's go back to your stuff for a second. When you're writing, sure. do you, where do you get your inspiration from when you're writing your lyrics? So are you writing about certain things and do you want your fans to have, are you writing a message? Well, or? I would, I'd say it all, it's kind of um, a mix of all those things, really. I mean, most of the time, like 80% of the time, my songwriting is based on real life events and real people I've met at the time. Okay. And so do you... Yeah, for instance... Um, yeah, for instance, this um, this one song I'm writing, "Dirty Lena," it's basically about um, how do I word this without sounding offensive? <laughs> you can say what you want. So, so, yeah, exactly. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> the point I'm making here is that the woman in question is "Dirty Lena," is actually someone I know down at the brothel. Oh, nice. And you yeah, so basically, the song's about her. All right then. So, all right, I'm going to ask you a question, and you can choose to not answer if you want. Are brothels legal in Australia? Right. Are brothels legal in yes, Australia? Yes, they are. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're actually legal. Interesting. Yeah, they're not here. I know in Amsterdam and places they are, but not in the U.S. at all. Okay, well, I guess you guys can't exactly complain. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's interesting. I didn't know that. All right, so one more question on your music, and then we'll move on here. Are you writing melodies first, or are you writing lyrics first? I'm mostly a lyricist. I, 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 do, I always um, put the lyrics first, which is why I'm trying to find someone who can help me write the notes. Okay. Like I said, I kind of need someone to be the Bernie Taupin to my Elton John, Right. if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. And if anybody listening to this doesn't know who either one of them are, then uh, they should probably turn us off anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So if anybody wants Evil, to, can, yeah, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, Wild Dan, for any of those impersonations or to help you with music or to collaborate or whatever, how do we find you? Well, on Facebook, I um, have this brand new web page that I've, it's called Wild Dan Razor. The profile picture is me just sitting down, relaxing, and I have this red Rambo bandana around my forehead. You'll know you'll know the profile when you see it. <laughs> but if you want to be but if you want to be accurate, if you, you you'd have to um, spell razor with and with, with the O with those umlauts. Okay, I got you. But yeah, you know those um, little symbols above 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 Motley Crue and Motorhead's names over the O's. I do. I didn't know. I know they yeah. have. I didn't know they had a name. What'd you call them? Okay, Motorhead and Motley Crue. Yeah, but what are those things called? Do you know? Oh, yeah, they're called Umlords. Oh, okay. I had no idea. I mean, I've seen them as well. Dan, you're teaching me all kinds of crap. But if fans want to reach out to you and find you there, 
Um, they can try and you'll cook. No, I can't speak and I'll edit this out, but you'll be uh, you're pretty receptive to talking to people and working things out. Absolutely. Part of being a rock singer and voice actor means I have to um, be open to communication. Awesome. Did I miss anything, Dan, that we need to cover? Something. Uh, can you say that again? I'm a, yeah. I'm a little deaf in this year. No worries. Did I miss anything you want to cover? Well, there's a few other bands I never got to talk about. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, I go back in the back in the day. I always preferred Ozzy Osbourne as the vocalist for Black Sabbath. Yes, but ever since Ronnie James Dio came around, I mean, I always believed that the the, the cool ones used to listen to Dio. The cool ones still do. So, what about with uh, Sabbath with Ian Gillen? Because I love that Born Again. Record. Oh, I. I love I loved that. In fact, I even have my little pet name for that lineup, Deep Sabbath. <laughs> I love that record, man. I know people didn't like it and it didn't last, but I actually saw them on that tour, and they they were so good. It, 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 so you got to see those life-size Stonehenge props. I did, and I remember I was a kid, and I had saved up all my money from like a paper route or something, and we got like third or fourth row right in front of Ian Gillen, and the opening act was uh, Quiet Riot. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was... A, as, in, as in, come on, feel the noise, Quiet yes. Riot. and it was the full band before they all started, you know, ODing and doing crap. It was great. Yeah, hey, come to think of it, wasn't Randy Rhodes in that band? Yeah, I didn't see him with Randy, but yeah, I saw them with uh, Carlos Cavazzo, Rudy Sarzo, Ian Gillen, and... Oh, not Ian Gillen, Kevin DeBrow, and then Frankie Benali. Who just died, right. actually, from... Oh, uh, so he died recently? Yeah, within the last year. We talked to him about six months ago, and he had stage four pancreatic cancer. And I think he died oh, a few few months rough. ago. Yeah, I think he died right around Christmas time. He was fighting it, but there, I think that's, uh, that's, a, that's a rough time one. to die. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I got to see them all back. Hey, back then, it was great. Well, as far as Ian Gillen and Black Sabbath goes, I don't know where he gets the idea where he thought he was the worst singer Sabbath ever had. He, I, Honestly, I thought he was really good. I loved him. The vocal shrieks on this, yeah, the vocal shrieks on songs like "Disturbing the Priest" just really capture yes. Sabbath's image. And Zero the Hero and all that stuff. Trashed. Oh, it's great. Oh yeah, Zero yeah. the Hero is one of my favorite songs to try and cover. I mean. Your head is firming nailed to your TV channel. <laughs> Someone has the trigger for the control panel. What you gonna be? Don't you wanna be brother? Zero the hero. Hey, there you go. We got samples of your of your vocal work. That's a great, great, great song. I can't even believe yeah. you know, a lot of people I talk to don't even know about that record, so that's really cool. Well, it's kind of one of those, you know, underground kind of things, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I have it on vinyl, and I play it all the time. I love it. Yeah. and that's, Yeah. Very nice. Excellent. In, to, in fact, uh, when I said that Ian Gillen's uh, – when I, when I said I didn't think – oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. I'm tripping on my words. No worries. Well, anyway, I don't, as I was going to say – I don't know where Ian got this idea where he thought he was the worst singer for Sabbath. Personally, as far as I think, as, as as far as I think singers in Sabbath go, I didn't exactly fancy Glenn Hughes in Sabbath. No, don't get me wrong; he's a great singer. 
Tony Martin wasn't bad in the Headless Cross. I just. Oh, I love Tony Martin. I really do. Yeah. The guy's a legend. Yep. But still, I guess when you stack them up against like Ozzy and Dio, it's tough to compete with that. Yeah. Well, one thing I never really understood is uh, Tony Martin that is able to hit those high notes in the studio. But when he does it live, he seems to be holding back. Why is that? I don't know. I never got to see them live with, with that lineup, so. Very I wish I could. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dan, we got to wrap it up here. Short. You know, there's one con. Go ahead. There's one concert I would have loved to have gone back in time to have seen, though. What's that? The number of the Beast tour, Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I think they had a tour yeah. support from Priest, wasn't it? I think it was Priest. Scream- Judas Priest. I think it was Screaming for Vengeance and the Number of the Beast together on the road. Imagine that. Wait. Yeah, I would have been totally stoked. Yeah. Anyway. I know I certainly would have been. All right, last question for you, and then we got to run. But when this is all over, all this stupid – are you guys still locked down over there, or are you guys back to normal? We're pretty much back to normal, actually. Oh, so you have live shows already? Well, pretty much, yeah. We've got a few live shows here and there. Oh, you're lucky because we don't have any. But I was going to ask you, what's the uh, – how excited are you to get into a lot? Have you seen any yet? And how excited are you to get back into the venues? Well, I'm very excited. I mean, I hear Kiss is coming back, and I actually wouldn't mind seeing them again. I've seen them once before, and God damn, that was a fucking good show. Oh, yeah. You are 100% right. Good stuff. Wild Dan, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you are the man. I appreciate your support, and I... Wish you the best, and I hope anybody listening to this reaches out to you. Maybe they can uh, collaborate and maybe uh, Thanks, Mike. M- maybe get you to do some voiceover work for them, some paid work or something like that. Hey, I'll see you online, and I'll send you a well, link. Well, that is the plan. That is the plan. I'll see you online, and I'll send you a link when it's up. You got it, Mike. Hey, go get some sleep. I'm glad we got to do it a little earlier. Thanks. So am I. It's because I honestly didn't think I was going to last. Yeah, that's when Rena canceled. I said, "Let me see if he wants to get it done early because I've got some time." So, all right, well, man. guess that's it then. All right. See you later. Be well. Thanks for doing it, Dan. I appreciate it. Anytime. Rock and roll. Yeah. See you, man. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast. A songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.